Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with our new guest host, Jimmy Kim, and he comes to us with a background in fitness and also in podcasting. So uh, I, I'm really interested to, to learn a little bit more about his backstory. So, Jimmy, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we'll get back into what we were like as a kid and then go through the journey. So what are you up to now? Yeah, so uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Jimmy Kim, as, as Luke mentioned, but what he didn't mention was uh, my, my stage name my my online name i go by mc kim aka the kind intelligent man gotcha. and uh, yep. just before we get started i just want to mention like this is great in your book you you say that you are the dj and uh <laughs> i am i am the mc so this is there perfect we were, we're we're together we're together doing it together um what i've been up to i have been uh lately over the last uh, year and a year and a bit 18 months i've been doing uh, virtual fitness uh programs for for people uh for cool. for my clients that work out with me my corporate clients uh um, we have uh, expanded our business to the United States, and uh, it's been, uh, in terms of business, it's been a great year for us. And during that time as well, I, I've been I've been doing the Remix My Fitness podcast for a few years, mm -hmm. and from there has stemmed uh, inquiries about how do you run a podcast, how do you do this, and yeah. uh, I have uh, started my my small time uh, podcasting production business where I produce podcast shows right now mainly in the health technology space, and uh, a couple of these shows will uh, have a uh, have me uh, co-hosting the shows for them as well. That's amazing. So yeah, small but growing and uh, hopefully continue to grow over, over time. And I'd love to hear a little bit about what Jimmy was like as a kid. So, so maybe some of your early fondest memories and, and what was it like growing up as, as, as uh, well, pre-MC Jimmy, Kim. Pre-MC Jimmy. <laughs> Kim. Uh, well, look, uh, my child probably typical or maybe not typical, depending on, on who's listening here. But uh, my parents are were immigrants here in Canada. Uh, they came here in the 80s. Uh, they came here to study. Uh, and, and they were both both in school, and apparently I was not an accident. However, I don't know how many people have kids in their second year of uh, in second year of studying, and uh, from 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 there they they you know they started their small business uh, uh, you know at food markets, uh, restaurants, convenience stores. And we used to always live on top of whatever business that my parents had, and okay. from what I from what I saw from them. Uh, as an early age, I didn't really realize until later, but they were always leveling up their business. So they would always start as a manager of this fruit and vegetable store, then they would buy a small little tuck shop. And then they would buy like a restaurant. And they would try all these things every couple of years. And for them, it was, it was about kind of leveling up. That being said, uh, I moved uh, 13 times by the time I was age of 10 years old. So I moved wow. around uh, within the GTA within, you know, Brampton, Mississauga, Toronto, wherever it was, um, I had went to multiple different schools. And we never lived in, let's say the the nicest part of town and more or less right. the, the town where there was children, there was never children around where oh. we lived. Um, we used to always live, like I said, lived on top of stores. I always get comparison to Kim Convenience. I have never watched that show. <laughs> However, um, I bet you I know a lot about that, <laughs> a, lot about, a lot about that show, we lived that life. Um, and I just say it's different maybe because the growing up, we were always with friends who, you know, had businesses and, and, you know, oftentimes they lived on top of their stores as well. The difference between them and what my parents did was 
my parents moved around stores a lot, whereas a lot of the, I guess, the culture of convenience stores, owning a business, laundromat, hair salon, whatever it was, right. you own that one business and you do it for 20, 30 years. I still have friends, uh, family friends who still have owned their stores um, 30 years down, down the road. So childhood wise, you know, it was just my sister and I, we, we just kind of hung out just with each other. And, uh, you know, because of that, I, I think we're pretty, pretty close because of that. That's amazing. So it sounds like that's where you kind of got the that entrepreneurial bug to <laughs> kind of start your own business and all these different endeavors. And what was the uh, growth like to go to school? So it sounds like your parents came here for education. So education mm-hmm. was important to them. But having you in second year <laughs> probably puts a little <laughs> bit of a wrinkle in, the, in their plans. Uh, but I'm guessing that they tried to instill that educational values on onto you. And so what was the, the decision like growing up with, with parents in the entrepreneurial sphere, yet you should go and get a job and, and, mm-hmm. and get an education and all that sort of stuff? For sure. Well, I mean, our, our dinner conversations were, it was always encompassed about money, how to make <laughs> money, uh, how to make more money and all that stuff. You know, whether it was with my, my parents, my uncles, all friends get togethers, it was all about how to make more money. Right. <laughs> okay. And, and live and live that better life. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, that was like a, a value we'll say that they instilled in me, uh, very early on, which I personally found, um, a lot of, a lot of pressure to that. Mm-hmm. Right. And not on, on top of the money, there is, they also want the prestige that comes with the money, right? So right. it was kind of like, well, you can make money, but why not an education on top of that? And you can be educated and make money. So obviously, yeah. you know, doctors, lawyers, things like that, um, you know, that was important for them to do. However, um, I, I noticed that I didn't really have a knack for studying. The things that I was, did well in school were, for was I was president of my high school. I was uh, always doing like interactive things um, outside of the schoolwork, which, which to be honest with you, brought me the, we'll say the prestige that maybe my parents weren't really looking for, but right. I realized, oh, maybe, maybe I have a knack for something like this. I did morning announcements for my, for my high school for many, many years. Um, so I guess that was the birth of like, let's say the emceeing portion of it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I went, I went to school, I went to school, not thinking, like thinking that was, that was the, 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 the path. That's what everyone was doing. Right. But I had like a very like aha moment when I was, when we were in, in graduation ceremony, I'll never forget. Um, they were saying, okay, here, here's Luki and he's going to go to Seneca and here's Adam and he's going to go, you know, uh, to UFT. And they were so slowly started calling out names. And I noticed that there were more names not going to secondary education. And there was more names, you know, saying like, well, you know, they're going to start a, they're going to start a business. Uh, they're going to go into business with their dad. They're going to do carpentry. They're going to do this. They're going to, you know, they're going to travel. And I, I literally sat there thinking, look at these suckers, not going to school. They're not going to make it in life. They're not going to do anything. I'm going to go to school and I'm going to be, you know, whoever, right. I'm going to get a job right away. But I went to York university. I studied kinesiology. I absolutely hated it. Oh, no. I hate I hated it. And I was thinking, I, I, I want to bail out of school. And one of my, let's say, like advisors of at York, he he pulled me aside after the first year. He saw that my grades were doing like terrible. And he said, uh, Jimmy, I, I don't see you being in school. You don't seem like a school person okay. yet. You should maybe, you know what I see you doing? I see you going to Nova Scotia and, um, you know, you know, um, what's it called? Working, working by the bay. I see you grabbing experience from, you know, just traveling around, around the world. 
I see you doing something like that. Do you, does that something that would interest you? And of course it interested me. I, I, I definitely yeah. wanted to do that, but there was the fear of what will my parents think? What will my friends yeah, yeah. think? What yeah. will I do after, what will I do after school? Um, so I never, I never took the plunge and I never did it. Mm. That, that's interesting. So, so you go into school picking kinesiology and, and mm -hmm. you probably had an interest. So that's probably where all this fitness stuff came in, mm -hmm. but then you end up like, like hating it. So, so was it the subject matter? Was it the program? Was it the, the people or something? Cause, cause you, you like fitness, you like health and mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. And that's mm -hmm. pretty much what kinesiology is. Yeah. So was, was it the school environment or is that kind of what your, your, your teacher or professor said is just, you're not a school person. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, very early on, I realized I wasn't a school person, but I just thought that this is what you're supposed to, this is right. what you're supposed to do. Finish school, do more school, get a job. And, um, what I do, I just, I just don't like studying. Like as soon as I open <laughs> sure. a book to like study and I have to read, read something, I'm like, Oh no. I'm like, I close, it. I fall asleep. I get so tired. I make excuses. I clean my house. I clean my room, spick and span, just to be like, once everything is clean, once everything is put away, then I will study. Right. After that, I'll be like, oh man, I need to take a nap. I, I need, <laughs> I'm so tired from all this cleaning. Let me, let me. So yep. I find all these excuses to do it, but you know, and I, 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 I just on the skin of my skin of my teeth or skin of my skin of my back, whatever, whatever the, whatever the, 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 the thing is, I, uh, I just barely made, just barely made it out of there. Okay. Um, and then after school, I, I worked for a company, uh, a big, a big shoe company, uh, and I was their, um, I guess their fit specialist. And I would, I would go around to the various different locations that they had and train people on the train their and the employees on the gait cycle on the gate, on like okay. basically how people walk, and then uh, tell people, you know, you know what shoe accordingly that they would need to recommend to the to the to the clients. Okay. Uh, I did that for a year, and I hated it. I hated okay. it. And I was like, wow, I was like, okay, but I was getting a paycheck. Um, and then I thought, okay, I just, I literally just quit. I was like, okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to find something, something else to do. This is not what I wanted to do. Um, maybe I'll do physiology. Maybe I'll try to go to med school. And then I opened a textbook and I was like, no way. This, nope. <laughs> this is not going to happen. Uh, so I found my way working for the Ontario government. Okay. And I worked for the, uh, for work for the ministry of attorney general's office uh, for 11 years for 11 years. So, um, basically when I was 20 to 31, I worked, I worked in the office and I moved around and, you know, I was doing really well my, in my career in the government. Uh, and there was that, we'll say the prestige that my parents love. Like, I, I don't know how it is in other Asian cultures, but in Korean culture, having a government job is equivalent, almost equivalent to becoming a doctor or a lawyer. Right, okay. So proud of me. They're like, Oh, look at this. But I'll tell you what, like a very another aha moment when that was uh, that made me want to change and, and do something else, which was I remember we had to sit down and do this little, little, little seminar on uh, when we can retire. Like we had to figure out like our pension and we brought up the calculators and, you know, things like that. And uh, I, I was I was fiddling with the numbers and I finally did it. And I asked the person to check, check my work, you know, and it turned out that I could retire at. 53 years old with a full pension, health benefits, okay. all that stuff. And this is, I'm, I'm maybe 25, 26 at the time. And everybody around me was so happy. They're like, Jimmy, that's amazing. You're going to retire like 10 years before me. You're going to try to retire 12 years before me. And that never made me feel so much more sad uh, <laughs> in my life. I was like, oh man, I got to be here for another like 25 30 years i gotta be 
behind these walls. I'll never get to do anything else. And at that very moment, I was like, okay, you know what? I got to do something. I got to do something about this because I don't want to be here. And I was looking at the other jobs that were available. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And on top of that, I was almost 300 pounds as well. Mm-hmm. I had gained so much weight um, after, during school, after school. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had to make a change. So I thought, why don't I make a change with myself first? And why don't I get my, my health in order? And let me figure this out. And then from there, let me see, let me see what happens. And, you know, along the way, I lost, um, I lost a whole bunch of weight, almost lost like over 70 pounds. And as I was doing that, people were asking me like, Jimmy, like, what are you doing? Like, how are you, how are you losing this weight? Like, what, uh, what diet are you on? What exercise are you on? And um, I started giving the information for free. And then I started charging people $10 an hour to train them at, uh, at the gym or outside that led to 20, that led to 30, that led to my calendar being booked outside of the government job and i decided to decide to take the plunge despite everybody trying to talk to me i'm talking friends i'm talking family they're like what are you doing think about your think about your retirement think about your career think about all that stuff and i i was like yeah i'm I'm thinking about it i'm thinking about me i'm thinking about what i want to do um and let me take the plunge and i always thought i could always come back I can always come back. And I, uh, if anything, you know, I kind of look back out and now it's like, I got 11 years worth of pension already kind of booked up. And this is usually (laughs) when people start their government career, you know, uh, around this time, around my age. And I thought, well, I can always maybe go back. And I, you know, I still keep friends from there just, just in case, (laughs) just in case. Yeah. That, that, that's amazing. So yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a great story in terms of uh, taking a look at your, your interests and your passions and saying, you know what, you made it, right? You, you got that, well, the government job, which is equivalent to like the, the, the prestigious doctoral or accountant engineer, but uh, in, inside you, you, you just weren't happy and you weren't fulfilled. And, and uh, there was something, and, and I wondered like, what was that, or can you recall, what was that moment to say, you know what, I'm going to do this, like irrespective of what uh, mom and dad, the family and everybody around you says, it's like, no, I, I'm going to do it. What, what helped you uh, kind of keep that commitment to keep on going? Do, do you recall uh, any particular mm. moment that kind of transitioned you or um, some of the things that you told yourself to keep going in, in, in during those rough times? Mine is, has always been, and, and I've, I've since then have gone through many rough times, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur trying to make things work and now having a family at the time, I didn't have a family. I thought, okay, you know what? I don't have a family. It's just my, it's just me and my wife and my wife supports me and what do we do? And we didn't, weren't having, having any plans to have any kids, you know, at least for a couple of years. And I thought, give it a couple of years. Let me, let me try this out. But it was, mm, there wasn't any particular time, but every time that I make a decision, it's because I trust myself like i Mm. i have to really just let go and just trust that this is going to work out and if it doesn't there is always something else that i can do sounds good yeah Yeah. and that's amazing so you kind of bring us to to present day where uh you obviously took that uh, fitness business and and you mentioned that uh you were doing well when it was in person (laughs) you were doing a bunch of training before you started that the uh Remix my, my fitness podcast. And then mm-hmm. now you're uh, getting into the, the, the podcasting world as well. And you're doing those simultaneously. Uh, I, th- I think you mentioned you're, you're expanding to the States as, as well for, for, for that. So uh, yeah, what, what's uh, next in the horizon? Uh, and uh, what what is some of the swike that uh, you'd like to give uh, little MC Kim <laughs> when, <laughs> when you were kind of growing up or in high school, whatever? What is that uh, kind of stuff I wish on you earlier that you'd want to share with, with him uh, if you could? 
Yeah, well, as of right now, if I can be very honest with you, I don't know. I don't know what's I don't know what's next in the horizon. I all I know is that this is where I want to be. You know, we were talking off air and I wanted to work from home. This was a goal of mine. And I thought, how am I going to make this happen? How can I do this? I, I, I've been trying to do this online fitness thing for over five years. I have a mastermind group that I'm a part of. And the, the people in the mastermind group is just, just do it. Just take the plunge. Just go ahead. And just doesn't matter what you have. Just do it. And I said, ah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And going back to that whole trust factor, trusting that I'm doing. And this time I was forced to do it. I don't have the proper equipment. I'm always waiting for the, I'm always, I'm the kind of person to wait for that perfect moment you know kind of telling you like yeah. i'm going to study but i want to make sure everything is clean i want to make sure everything is good and then i'll study but what happens is that i end up fatiguing myself right mentally yeah. physically whatever it is so uh at the moment in time every, everything is good i'm happy with with what's going on and, and i'm working from home this is this is where i want to be um so if i were to go back and tell and tell the little me and and maybe even the big me even right now me uh, sure. so okay. say like hey trust yourself trust in the ability that you can make it work and if it doesn't work that there's always something else you know i the one thing that um my parents taught me you know we talk they always, people always say you know your entrepreneurship that's what they taught you i don't know if that's what they taught me however yeah. they gave me the skills so that i can do everything i i have i have no qualms of of not being able to make any money they've owned restaurants they've owned stores they've owned a lot of booths guess yeah. who was their number one and only employee that was me right. <laughs> right. So I have all these skills, you know, that that I kind of didn't realize that I was doing. You know, I started working when I was nine years old, working at Warden Subway Station. And my parents had a small auto booth and, you know, they didn't have any sitters. So it would just be me and my sister and my mom in that tiny booth. And I would be taking in hundreds and thousands of dollars, punching in tickets and all kinds of stuff, talking cool. to people. How many nine-year-olds will talk to hundreds of people at a subway station uh, for, for years on end? Not many. And I never thought that would be a skill uh, that I would take away from. But, you know, they, they taught me the, the importance of treating people like, like, like gold, pretty much treat them like your friend. And that was something that until I became an entrepreneur, I didn't realize how important that was. So, yeah, trusting yourself and treating people like you want to be treated. That's amazing. Definitely uh, worthwhile lessons for, for anybody, uh, wh whether you're going the, the university path or, or the entrepreneurial path or, or whatever. Uh, I'd, I'd love to have you back and, and do a deep dive into some of those topics like, like entrepreneurship, fitness, even how do you trust yourself? I think that would be an interesting uh, topic <laughs> to explore. And then obviously uh, how to uh, connect with people and communicate and, and treat them well and all that sort of stuff. But uh, thanks so much, uh, Jimmy. Thanks so much, MC Kim, for joining us on this episode to, to share a little bit of uh, light on your background. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Yeah. And uh, you know what else I need? I need you to sign this book one day. Next time I see you in person, <laughs> you, you know, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta sign this book for me. For sure. And, and for folks that, that want to connect with you, where should they uh, reach out to you and, and where can they find you uh, online or elsewhere? Yeah, you know, online, look, Remix My Fitness, LinkedIn uh, website, Remix My Fitness, you know, uh, all the social media, all that kind of stuff like that. Remix My Fitness. I am not I am not a hard man to find. <laughs> Sounds good. So we'll put those links uh, in the show notes. And uh, again, thanks, Jimmy, for joining us. All right. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, 
L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.